0: For the most part, I think it's what do you got, mean abused? I think a, Oh my
1: God! Did she just poop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With her yeah. Face. Yeah. I saw her eyes open. Oh, she's going. <laughs> Howdy, and welcome to the Three Stride Podcast, where we take a humorous look at the equestrian world. Here are your hosts: Laura Fernandez, Julia Hansen, and Molly Heroy. Giddy up!
2: Welcome back to the Three Stride Podcast. We have another special guest, Baby Reese. She's with us today. What's she doing right now?
0: She's sleeping. You'll hear her grunt at some point, I'm sure.
1: She's so cute. Does she sleep a lot at this? Yeah. Does she sleep oh, yeah. a lot? Well, some of them don't, though. Newborns sleep a lot. Even if they're colicky or
0: whatever? Uh, maybe less, but they should be sleeping a lot. They, gotta be, they got be. a lot of work to do.
1: When do they start getting more active?
0: They get more, they change so much. When quickly. can she start joining the pod?
1: When will uh, she have something to say?
0: <laughs> Probably about 18 years. Something good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I have,
2: um, and this is really where I need your help here, Molly, is understanding commissions and who gets commissions and how the percentage is broken up. Cause we had a couple of our three striders that asked us this question mm-hmm. and I looked it up in Yusef and I thought this was interesting. Uh, Yusef says in the actual, I don't know, some, rule, some book. Yeah, rule book commissions are one of the least understood aspects of equine sale and leasing transactions. And then just goes into the breakout. Now, our, the commission ranges between, from my understanding, between 10 to 25%. Is that I've right? I've never
0: heard of 25%. You've
2: never heard of 25%? That's no. a lot.
0: It's So industry standard since I was a kid is was 10%. always 10%. And now... Um, it has been shifting over, I would say like the last five years to vary between 10 to 15%. And there's some interesting things that I think were, that used to be commonplace and were very abused. And I think certain people still do abuse them. But for the most part, I think- What do you mean abused?
1: I think- Oh my God. Did (laughs) she just poop? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. face. Yeah. I saw her eyes open. Oh, she's going- (laughs) oh she's oh there's more coming (laughs) oh yeah she's pursing those lips she is oh she's working i was she's awake she woke up to poop i i got startled she's frozen with fear she doesn't know what's happening to her body look at her she's (laughs) glitching See, this is why she should be mic'd up <laughs> <laughs> put a mic in her diaper
0: okay. um all right we'll let her finish jc can edit that out <laughs> um so oh she's back to sleep now i always try to tell people that if you're with a reputable trainer you should think of your trainer the same way you would think of a real estate agent showing you houses they're going to get a percentage of the sale price of the horse. Mm-hmm. That should be made very clear before you do any type of Who do you shopping. think is
2: responsible for discussing commissions? Is it the trainer or the purchaser?
0: You know, I think that it's really both, but I do think that as the purchaser... If you have any questions, you should ask them because you have to realize that for the trainer, it's a transaction that happens many, many times a year. For you as a consumer, it's something that may only happen once every few years. So you might be like, "I don't really remember how this works. What happened?" Like, mm. so you should, before you start horse shopping, get very clear on that. And so the the um, what I consider normal thing is anywhere between ten and fifteen percent, which should be spoken and made clear beforehand and plus any and this is for both buying and, and leasing. Selling. And leasing, yes. Buying,
2: leasing, and selling.
0: And I do know that some, because to find somebody a lease is just as much work, basically, oh, totally. yeah. as buying a horse. So like, I know some trainers that do like, okay, it's 10% on sales and 15% on leases. And I know some trainers who have like a sliding scale where they say, okay, anything under $75,000, I charge 15%. And anything above $75,000, I charge 10% because it's obvious, you know. Okay. Like, but so, everything is really
2: up to the the said trainer yeah I to mean, the decide their say, okay, commission charge
0: you 50 percent, and you have to go okay yes or no you yep. know but yeah. but it's just like real estate they could charge you any percentage they want to like a lot of real estate brokers if they're listing like a super super expensive piece of property will take two percent instead of three percent because it's not that much more work than just a regular run-of-the-mill house and it incentivizes you to you know what i mean so okay All those things are not out of the um, normal. And then also, if you're traveling, all the expenses, cost, and usually like a day fee. um, Okay. So, say
2: you go to Europe and you go with your trainer. It's you and your trainer going to Europe to try horses. And then you have... Someone that is with you showing all the horses. Do you give them like the broker? broker?
0: No. So the, if you go to Europe and you have your trainer and you go to like a big sales barn and there's a broker there, that's going to show you this and take you to this passion, whatever that person is getting paid by the seller. Okay. So
2: this,
1: no, she's talking about like, we have, Yakim in Europe that scouts horses and will say, okay, we we'll make the itinerary of we're stopping by this barn, we're trying four horses here, then we're trying six horses at this barn. He's the one that has all the connections and or plans the what, trip and or trying what horses.
2: what Jet is doing is she's taking clients yeah. to...
1: So they would get the commission
0: as well yeah, as I your mean, trainer. They would, they would talk. It would be the trainer your trainer be and splitting the, that. Then. Yeah, and the broker. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, you get fifteen percent and you get another fifteen percent. That's not no. They
2: so, th- but, but that would it. really then push towards the trainer to have that conversation with whether it's a broker or someone that's showcasing the horse. Yeah, like the they horse, need yeah. to
0: work all of that out. Okay. That's between themselves. them two to figure. And out. And then what about in barn sales? It's In my opinion, I think the same thing, I go back to the same thing as a real estate agent. You can be the listing agent and the selling agent, and both parties owe you a commission, I think. I don't think it's any less work, and so oftentimes in barn, it's delicate, and it even becomes more work, Um, where I think both parties, the seller and the purchaser, should still pay the trainer because it doesn't that to that trainer. It doesn't matter really. She's got to represent both of you and go back and forth and have the conversations with both of you and all those things. A lot of times, if it's an in barn, um, you know, say it's a trainer that charges 10% normally and you and I are barn mates and I buy your horse. She might give us both a little bit of a break and say, okay, instead of charging you both 10%, I'm going to charge you both 7%. But all those things should just, the, the main thing and the main problem that people have had With commissions in the past is that it's not made clear. Well, that's the thing. It's and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! I owe you what? Yes.
0: Back in the day, people were so weird about it. I remember, like, my original trainer as a kid. It was like, okay, this horse is thirty five thousand dollars, and that includes commissions. And then the trainer representing the horse that's for sale would out of that thirty five thousand dollars pay the trainer who brought the client. But mm-hmm. that muddied the waters because then it was not the client who ultimately is the one whose dollar it's coming out of. Yep having any understanding of what type or amount of commission that that trainer is making
2: Mm -hmm.
0: or that your own trainer is making. So I personally don't think some people still do it that way. And they're like, this one's 60 that includes commissions for everybody. I'll pay everybody's commissions. And some people might like that because it's just cleaner in their mind. But I do think that that, um, it leaves the door open for shenanigans. Well, because you don't know what percentages you, they're taking. that person could have sent that horse to the sale barn and said, okay, I want 40 for it. And the trainer goes, okay, I'm going to market it for 70 and that includes all commissions. And then me and the other trainer who ends up buying it split the difference. That to me yeah. is yeah. borderline I mean, unethical, but it used to be the norm.
2: And see, that's where all those Like I was reading even on um Youssef there was past legal disputes of people buying a horse, increasing from one other person. Like they bought a horse for three grand. Then they oh, sold and it they for,
1: upsell
0: it. They yeah. upsell
2: it. And, then and that got, used to
0: be really normal. Even when I did some... Um like I'd train ponies and then like send them off to be sold. And I was like, okay, I want 15 in my pocket. So sell it for whatever you want and give me my 15 and see you later. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was the norm at a sale barn.
2: I just wish that – and I under, see the thing is I'm not as familiar with uh, real estate. But I wish that there was one uniform way to do it versus everyone just from because to Because it's subjective. But yeah, they can just time. decide. It, like, and then that very... loses – I feel like you lose – not like it's. I'm not saying you lose respect, but it's like everyone's just throwing out different numbers, trying to numbers. take as yeah. much as
1: they can. Yeah. Well, the thing too, which I think gets complicated, is I'm a very hands-on person with everything. Even with the lease with Pico, I've handled everything. I've coordinated everything. I'm the one talking yeah. to the trainer. I'm the one setting it up. I'm the one having like showing him doing stuff like that. Where. I need to, if he goes out on lease or purchase or anything like that, it's going to be a conversation that I'm going to eventually have to have and figure out the logistics of that because... It's but you have like, to realize, too, one thing, and I think I
0: have a unique perspective on it because my mom's a trainer and I've watched us be a part of the business model and I've had these conversations with my own trainer, whatever else, like it's not just the fact of the conversations and the sale and whatever else. It's also all the time and preparation of that horse up until then like they know but i've hand. done all the training
1: rides on pico and been the only one that's riding him thing. for eight years yeah, it, i don't do training that's where i'm like julia has I, I do think the
2: situation julia is unique because she has been the only person on
1: but they still took her to horse shows and coached her and yeah. you know yeah, like I'm not saying there's no commission or anything like that. Yeah, it's this just is how they're going to find out.
2: They're going to find out on this podcast. It's just a different,
1: just like that's where it gets weirder too. I think too. a fair conversation.
0: I think the thing with anything like this is that you get ahead of it before yes, anything's done, before any expectation, before anything, you go, hey, you know, like I wanted to chat about the commission because I kind of found the buyer and I did the back and forth and I whatever. Is there somewhere, in, you know, that you'd be comfortable meeting me in the middle with this? Because mm-hmm. obviously... I did a lot of this. Yeah. It's like a different that's
1: and that's where it gets complicated and different and confusing too, because it's, that's more rare though. That's a more rare. Yeah. And I'm just, I just like to be involved and I know enough where I can be and yeah, you know, keep tabs on it and stuff. And it's not me trying to do it. So I don't pay commission anyone. It's just, I like, I kind of like it. It's fun for me. It's marketing and horses. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's great.
2: Should I put this on our Instagram? just our commission rate
1: <laughs> in the bio, like, blue ribbon, make- and jumpers, you- USHA certified trainers. Yeah. 10 to 15% commission upfront discussion. Up <laughs> um, can
2: you make a graphic in Canva and then I'll post it <laughs> just like we did. Julia and I have been doing um, PSAs on our Instagram of like hanging up your um, halter. halter. Ugh, make yeah. sure. I mean, it drives me bananas. It we need to
1: do one about closing the front gate or any gate because people leave it wide open, and I'm like, if a horse gets loose, they're running onto yeah, the. Yeah, I agree.
2: But like the the halter that run around the block to
0: catch. Yes.
1: Tulum.
2: Oh. Yes. No, I don't want that. You know what? I also think we should build into the board agreement, uh, multiple choice test of basic horse care. Like, do you know what this qualifications <laughs> for qualifications, being able to run? Yes. The other day someone that was about to get on horse didn't know what a halter was. I said, Hey, your halter's still on, wrapped around um the head and He's like I'm like, I would take that off and he's like, What's the halter? I'm like <laughs>
1: He's like, Can someone help? <laughs> can we
2: can you explain it? But like Who, just a quick, who's in charge of this? You know, just a quick test. You should make a YouTube video
1: of Tutorial basic- of how to be a decent horse person. Hang this, up. Is Hang up. <laughs> this is a halter. Hang up. Basic info. This is the halter. Hang it up. This is how you close a
0: door.
2: This is how you close a door. This is how you sweep. How not to leave a cross tie. <laughs> um, yep. You can add that in. And then um, I am actually um, maybe just putting away some things. Putting away like. <laughs> how the,
1: to clean up after clean up?
2: <laughs> That's another thing. I timestamp for that in the morning too, is I come in and then I, I sweep. And... So I want the barn to look nice for Armando and Alejandro when they get there. So I'll sweep sometimes. I <laughs>
0: picture you getting the leaf
2: blower out. You're like... Foo. I was
0: going to say, don't you guys have a leaf blower?
2: We do. Judy and then I rake. to blow the barn then out. Yeah. Oh, It's
0: yeah. so nice.
2: I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy. Okay. Well, I hope this was educational about commissions.
0: Yeah. And I will say, just have the
1: conversations before, not after. Because and be on the same that. page. Yes. We'll say it one more time. <laughs> have it up front. <laughs> commissions are part of the deal. Yes, <laughs> lease and, and purchase. Whether you're, yes, yeah, and also when you're
0: selling your horse, same thing. Yep. Be prepared to. We well, you have your to horse factor it in and then get a bill for whatever your trainer charges. Usually between ten and fifteen percent. <laughs> Typically
2: ten to fifteen. Out. The Canva graphic is going to be coming out for this <laughs> one. Send a barn email with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that response. Um, (laughs) Okay. uh, Catch new episodes every Tuesday and follow us on all social channels at the three stride podcast. Reese.